Welcome, everyone. I am so excited to be here today with Liberty Franks. Liberty, welcome to What the Fundraising. Valerie, I am so excited to be here with you on What the Fundraising slash WTF. <laughs> I'm very excited. Any day that I get to connect with you is always a great day. Oh, thank you. I've loved working with you over these last few years. And, and you've played such a big role in Power Partners, both in terms of your own learning journey inside of there, but you're also somebody who I'm sure for folks who are inside the program who are hearing your voice, recognize it from group coaching calls, because I think you always so generously share your wisdom with the other folks inside the program too. And I just wanted to give the purpose of this little mini series is to give people really an inside look inside the program, what does it do? What doesn't it do? Um, and give people a real sense for what it would be like if they were to jump inside with us. And so one of the reasons also that I was so interested in you sharing a little bit more about your story is because you have transitioned out of the role that you first joined Power Partners in. And I think that's really important mm -hmm. for yes. a few reasons. One, because I think it is important for folks to know like Power Partners is not a silver bullet in solving all organizational challenges. And there are areas in which the program right. can support fundraisers. And there are a lot of challenges that fundraisers face um, that go beyond what a group program like this can provide. And so I think it's important to talk about those things. But also, this was your first fundraising role. And from what right. I heard from you recently, your experience in Power Partners is what has inspired you to want to stay as a fundraiser, even though the organization you were at wasn't the right fit. So that's super interesting to me. So I want to stop talking and hand it to you so <laughs> you can just share some of your journey and experience with everyone. As I sink into my body, which you have taught me how to do and you have taught me to start with. There are a few things that come up when I reflect on my time with you and the work that you've shared in the community you've created with Power Partners and also how it's, how it's interplayed with my time in my previous organization and my attitude toward fundraising in general. And one, I feel like Power Partners has been this capsule for a full circle that I've made as a fundraiser, as a professional, as a mission-driven person, as a marketer, as a person who's thinking about money, as a person who is both within and wanting to deconstruct the systems of access and resources in the world. So all of these things are coming about, but I, as of easily six months ago, had decided to leave the sector had decided to leave fundraising. I told my previous CEO with whom I have a good relationship in an organization I believe in very much, I want to leave fundraising. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And really having had the space and the privilege of taking a little bit of a break, it's not that I it's not that I want to leave fundraising. It's that I wanted to leave the way that I felt. And even, even again, with this capsule that managed so much of the emotions, the highs and lows that made me feel better equipped, that made me feel less alone. Uh, it was still really easy for me to descend a few energy levels if we're talking about the ELI index, but descend back into a place of scarcity, of reactionary fundraising, of um, overwhelm, instead of staying in my superpower place where I was really connected, uh, really uh, relational instead of transactional. And I also felt that 
given the needs of the organization, given the model, the fundraising model that I had inherited and kind of needed to keep going until the organization made some changes that it was always going to be on me to bring myself back to the place where I could fundraise from a place of authenticity and connection. Mm -hmm. And part of our work, I think, and what Power Partners does is it takes you back to the heart of the matter, right? So easy to get away from the heart. It's so easy to get away from the why. It's so easy to get away from the impact. It's so easy to get away from the strategic things you need to do instead of all of the other things that take you away from that space. And, um, and yeah, I feel like I've come along this journey where I said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to leave fundraising. I don't want to leave the nonprofit sector. I need to keep doing this work. There's a place here for me. And there's a place here for me because I have a different relationship with myself and a different relationship with the difficulty Mm -hmm. of fundraising, which that difficulty is not going to go away. I'm not going to end up in this perfect environment where there's never going to be a need for any sort of reactionary actions and um, that I'm going to be able, all we're doing really as we move forward is we're taking our ability to travel back to the place where we need to operate from, Mm. not losing the external forces that take us away from what we need to be doing. You know, it's just a matter of coming back home Mm. every time. So what were some things like it sounds like, and tell me if I'm hearing this wrong, but it sounds in Power Partners, you were finding some, some relief or some opportunities to tap back into like your North Star and your orientation. But given the environment that you were in, it was, you were still feeling very alone in trying to operate from that energy level or operate in that way. And it was just taking too much energy essentially, or there wasn't enough support for you to be able to stay in alignment or stay in the authentic way that you wanted to fundraise, like for a sustained period of time. Am I hearing that correctly? Yeah, I think that it was in in a, the organization was not in a place to, to build capacity with in terms of either um, some larger systems that would have benefited everyone or also, I, I felt like I, in that particular organization, and this is part of, we're whole people coming to fundraising. There are seasons of our life. There are seasons of energy. We're all in this period of reordering our energies during and after the pandemic. And Power Partners and my work with you has been a place where I feel like I have greater choice in choosing what I'm going next. And in saying this was a time and a season of my life, that was my place. That was my role that I had to play. I'm didn't I didn't see the opportunity to grow and I didn't see the the ability for me to focus on the things that Power Partners was telling me these are the things that should be taking majority of your your focus and your efforts and that was a really important message that I needed to listen to and I can tell that I'm in a different place than I was even a short time ago because I feel more proud of my time there whereas before when I reflected on this grant or that major donor or this new fund or that campaign, I would just feel a sense of overwhelm and I would feel a sense of failure. I would feel the difference between what I had hoped for versus what we'd actually um, been able to achieve. And what we had been able to achieve was remarkable, was remarkable, had so much to be proud of. So many people who heard what we, what my organization was doing said, yes, I'd be there. I wouldn't be part of it. We had created that, that partnership opportunity instead of just the transactional, the one-off, 
the chasing money, the artificial urgency, all of the things that we see so often in the sector. Do you think? And so um, I felt less alone as a fundraiser, but I, I still felt I still felt pretty pretty much as a loan operator in my organization, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. And I've never thought about this before, but do you think that the fact that you were the only person inside your organization going through Power Partners, that the celebration of success, of like building those partnerships, of really shifting the way that fundraising was happening inside the organization, all the success that you were actually experiencing, but didn't always feel like you were experiencing. Do you think part of that is because it was just you going through power partners? And so maybe that model was being taken for granted by everyone else. And so there was no kind of collective celebration of look at how differently we're bringing in and building relationships with funders than we ever have before. I think that's a really good point. I think being the loan ambassador of the Power Partners way with that insistence on here's where we need to focus our energy and here's where we have are spinning our wheels is I think that's a really important point because you can only bring about so much change in an organization, in a, which an organization is just a collection of humans, right? You know, we all have our own stuff. We have our own habits. We have our limitations. We have our patterns of thinking. And But you can only change as much as an organization is ready for. And that I think I think just as there's this kernel of optimism that we as fundraisers can carry with us is that we are not going to see the results of our efforts in real time. Mm. But we also can never know when something that we did, something that we said, a, a, an email that we wrote, an offhand comment that was where it, we needed to be, that is going to bring about a transformation in someone else, is going to plant the seed for a partnership, is going to plant the seed for a new a new model of connecting resources with the, with people and programs that need them. So I think it's fundraising is kind of this act of faith and it's a decision that there's nothing that I do that's wasted. Yeah. There can be nothing that I, if I'm doing this with the right energy, if I'm doing this with the right intent, and sometimes I'm going to see the results in real time and sometimes I'm not, but I'll give you an example. I was having a conversation with a newer colleague and she said something that I had said many times to some of our senior program staff. And, and I said, Oh, who said that to you? And she said, Oh, senior program staff said that the other day. And I said, and, and that was just a matter of not about tooting my own horn, but saying, Oh, this is the connection that we can make between our clients and what funding does for the service model that we have. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is, some, this is the way that we can talk about how relieving economic scarcity enhances mental health outcomes. And that was something that I learned over and over as I was trying to change in myself. The, the scarcity model of fundraising and also change in my program partners, my clinical directors, the scarcity model of, oh, we can't spend that money. We don't know if it's ever going to you know, happen again. And so that was a beautiful full circle moment where it's like, no, we did this. It wasn't me. It wasn't just me, but we did this. We brought about this expectation that yes, people deserve the help that they need. They do. The funds are out there. 
The generosity is out there. The community is out there. As you have pointed out many times to me and other members of the Power Partners community, not everybody gets to do work that is as personally meaningful to them as we in the nonprofit sector. And we can't take that for granted. That is an enormous asset using the language of Power mm-hmm. Partners is like this access to meaning, this access to purpose, which is also the thing that makes our work feel so critical, makes our work feel so pressured, mm-hmm. and also makes the losses feel so potentially devastating. It's like, we have to care this hard to do this. And also carrying this hard is part of what makes it um, difficult to sustain ourselves Mm -hmm. without, um, without the right attitudes and the right investments and the right resources. Yeah. Back to the first part of this around the team dynamic elements and buy-in around Power Partners methodology. You're not the first person I've heard this from. So I've started to be more open about allow... I've always let people share logins to Power Partners with their teams when they've asked. I've never been very... Especially for small organizations where there's two or three people. I don't want fundraisers to have to play like the middle person. And I know Mm -hmm. there's already so much managing up going on. Anyways, so where folks can just share more of the modules and short clips inside Power Partners with their team members, have short clips they can watch during staff meetings, trying to create some of that shared language. Because hearing you talk, it's like I'm hearing you use all the language of Power Partners. And I'm thinking about how nice and supportive it probably would have been for you to be able to sit in a staff meeting with your leadership team and have everyone talking about building opportunity that way, dealing with rejection together, really understanding all of these pieces. What for you, what role did the group play in some of this support? I know the isolation in your particular circumstance was very real. I think for a lot of folks inside the program, you were dealing, I think, with a lot of challenging dynamics and turbulence at play inside the organization that you had to navigate. And I know for folks who are maybe more on one or two person teams, power partners can help them feel a little bit less isolated. For you, I think it's still, it wasn't able to like buffer in that way because inside your own organization, fundraising still felt really isolated. But what role did the group play in supporting you? For a start, I think it was just normalizing that we talk often about this dynamic where we compare our insides to other people's outsides. And I don't know what it is about fundraisers. And it's not as if I have the experience that that you do with them. But I don't know of a more talented group of people who doubt themselves more excruciatingly. Do you know what I mean? Like these are the people who should be pretty arrogant about their ability. I heard so many times seasoned fundraisers, like people who had a lot of experience, who had moved mountains, who had been holding it together, who had been wearing so many hats say, oh, I'm not sure what to do here. And the, and then the other people in the room, their other fundraisers would jump in. And the fact of the matter is that we almost always do know what, to, but in the absence of other people who, who know the full picture of what fundraising means, we're more inclined to doubt ourselves. And I, I don't understand it because fundraisers are like mini CEOs, right? As far as the number of moving elements. And also fundraising is not done in isolation. You are intimately involved with executive leadership and board governance. You're in, intimately involved with 
programs and program standards and program outputs. You have to be intimately involved in all of these ways. And you have to be going back to your executive team and going back to your program leads and saying, hey, we have to be doing more of this. Or what about this? Or are we asking this question? Or where are we getting this feedback? You're a cog in this wheel, but on paper, you're only responsible for bringing in the money. And of course, that's super easy, isn't it? (laughs) And so I think that But going back to your question, normalizing the fact that it feels hard because it is hard and also normalizing the fact that everyone in the room and power partners can jump in and they know what to do. They already know what to do. Just giving yourself the right to say, here's what we're going to do. This is the best use of our time. I'm not going to spin my wheels this way. I understand that there are various parties. There are external forces. There are institutional gifts and corporate gifts and board members and executive leaders who have these thoughts and these partnerships and reasons to do things, but you know what to do. Part of it, at the end of the day, you know what to do when you're doing something that is not aligned with uh, with the core principles that you know work. When you are uh, dispersing your energy so much that you can't show up authentically for the organization that week, you absolutely have to be starting from the heart when you're spinning out and too many things are competing for your time. I This is not... This is revealing my age, but I came of age in the 90s, in the the 90s so-called supermodel era. And there was a famous attribution to a supermodel named Naomi Campbell, who apparently said, I don't get out of bed for less than $10,000 in terms of her modeling jobs. And I don't know why this sticks with me so much. When when we as fundraisers, when someone comes to us and say, oh, here's this event, or here's this new idea, or here's this new partnership. And we we know when the return is going to be pennies and our output is going to be dollars, whether those dollars are emotional or time or actual dollars. Like we know when the return is not going to be there most of the time. And it's just a matter of having the confidence to say, I don't think we should do that. And here's why. And yes, I am the authority on this, not because of what I do, but because of who I am, because of how I I am one of the few links in an organization between the pure program and the imagination of the funder, right? That's who fundraisers are. They're the link. Yeah, totally. And Okay, so this is a weird question, but and I want you to answer this with total transparency, but One of the questions I get the most, I'm just so curious, like what you would say to this, because you've had a variety of experiences while you've been inside Power Partners, uh, people are always like, does this work? They're always like, does Power Partners work? And I'm, what does, what do you mean by work? Will you be able to raise more money if you use the strategies? Yes. Will you be able to feel in more alignment with your fundraising? Yes. Will it solve every fundraising problem and other nonprofit problem inside your organization? No. Absolutely. (laughs) And so I'm just curious, like when you think, like if somebody were to ask you, does Power Partners work? Knowing how it's helped you and how it hasn't, how would you answer that? Um, I think it's a great question because I think, first of all, the, and this is in showing no disrespect to anybody who's asked the question. First of all, that is a a transactional mindset. Mm -hmm. You have to have it because if you are a non, if you're in a nonprofit leadership, whatever you're using has to work. And most often using things that only work not that well, Mm -hmm. or they were the cheapest version or, or whatever. But 
Does it work? It will work to help you understand in very clear and easily communicable ways what assets you have as an organization. And what assets you have are going to channel what you should be chasing and what you should not be chasing. So will it work means will it cut down significantly on how much time you are spending for things that don't have a return, that can't have a return for your particular service model or revenue model? Yes, it will work. Will it help your fundraising efforts unfold in connection, which maybe you're the boss or maybe you're the only fundraiser in your organization? Yes, it will unfold in connection. Will it be a moment every single day that you are in touch with what your purpose is mm-hmm. instead of just the jack of all trades and the person who's cobbling everything together with a little bit of tape and gum? You know, it, yeah, yeah, it will bring you back to the heart of the matter of what you're doing. And will it give you that clarity about what you have to say yes to and what you have to say no to? Yes, Mm. it will do that. What it will not do is stop the external, uh, the external distractions, Mm. which are not distractions. They're just life, right? It won't stop the fact that, you know, this well-meaning person who is in a position of authority is going to come to you with a bad idea <laughs> and you're going to have to manage that, right? It's it's not a bad person. They're just not a professional fundraiser. I wasn't a professional fundraiser. So as you say, if you're going to, if you're going to act anyway, and you're waiting for the feeling before you act, why not just act and see how the feeling catches up? So will it work? Will you raise more money in alignment? Will you raise more money in sustainable ways? Yes. Yes, it will work. Will it increase your capacity? It will, because you will be wasting less time. You will also have access to a large number of tools. Every time somebody finds out something cool that is going to save you a little bit of time or bring a spreadsheet or a technology, sure. But at the end of the day, it has to strip away something Mm. you to be able to show up and do what only you can do. Mm. And then you get to either ignore that or you get to follow that. Or you get to see how your um, organization responds to that, right? Because everything that we do has some unanticipated effects. And those unanticipated effects, as you slowly uh, up-level the education around fundraising, around alignment, and get out of this entrenched attitude of um, white saviorism, this entrenched attitude of speaking about our service population term in victimizing terms, as we get out of this transactional mindset, like that, that has a rippling effect mm. on people. And some people are going to opt out. Okay, what question? So I don't know if that answers the question. Will it work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think. It's... And will, will it make everything? Will it make everything easy? No. Yeah. But it'll make the thing that you have to do easier. <laughs> That's really good advice. And I think it's, <laughs> To me, it's so important that people enter this program. Like I was just saying, I was sending a video to someone who's asking me some questions and I was like, way more than wanting people to join Power Partners, I want happy people inside Power Partners. So I'm not going to just do everything I can to get you inside and tell you it's going to be absolutely everything um, only for you to get inside and be like, hey, like, what about this? And so I think it's really important for folks to like go in with conscious choice about what it isn't so that they feel really empowered making that decision. Libby, thank you for taking this time with me today and talking to everybody about your experience. Is there any question I didn't ask you that I should have asked you? I would just add that 
if you can think about this as your power partners and as your personal coach and your superpower replenisher instead of another thing that you have to do, because you are going to have to clear some time for it. And that can be a little bit scary because we are humans. And often when we are in overwhelm and uncertainty, we might like to stay busy and, and you know, oh, I you know, work on that budget spreadsheet instead of calling this person who might ask uncomfortable questions about the budget spreadsheet. You know what I mean? So you are going to have to clear some time for it. What you, um, you will get out of it so much if you make space and if you insist as a discipline on the space for investing in yourself and your organization, this that will have to happen. And it does mean letting go of that scary, I'm busy, busy every moment of the day, because probably some of those things are things that you need to do in order to feel good rather than things you have to do or should be doing. And it requires a first step of being like, okay, if I am a responsible steward of my time Mm -hmm. in service to this mission, then this is the first thing I have to do. Mm -hmm. Put your own oxygen mask on first. This is the thing I have to do. And I have to insist on it without an encounter like the the vertiginous uh, sense of not being busy for that time, but just receiving Mm -hmm. things that is going to help you. That's some wisdom right there. And it's so hard. It well, is- I got it from you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who helps me stop doing that a little bit. It's True. just for folks who are listening to this. Like, it's so hard when you are in overwhelm, when you're in that hustle state, you're, the dopamine hits that you're getting are coming from checking things off of your list. So it is so hard when yeah. you are just looking for those moments of relief of success to take a step back and say, actually, I'm going to give up this dopamine hit right now and not just check off this Mm -hmm. random thing on my list because I know that sitting and doing this and investing in myself in this way and taking care of myself in this way is ultimately going to actually make me a lot healthier and happier. Um, But those those are hard decisions to make in the moment just to have a lot of compassion for folks who are listening to this and they're right now. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Sending all the love, all the encouragement to all of the fundraisers out there who don't feel like professionals <laughs> and all the people out there who are trying to who are trying to bring other people on board to solve a problem, a social injustice that we um, that we care about and needs to be solved. Yeah, this, this is beautiful, brutal work. Yeah. Thank you, Libby. Thanks for everything. I'm so grateful. And sending lots of love and gratitude to you. Sending lots of gratitude to you as well, Mallory.